Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. testimony that God is your everything then something is wrong oh we praise the name of the Lord thank you for worship oh God thank you for the Holy Spirit thank you dear God for Jesus thanking you for blessing us oh God you are my everything, oh God. My everything. My everything, oh God. And Lord, on this day, I, I thank you for 25 years with the people I love. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. Because if it had not been for the Lord, oh, you don't have to stand up and you don't have to say thank you. I'll say it for you. But some of us need to understand that because God is God, that we are breathing right now. Because God is God, we are living right now. Because God is God, we are forgiven for our sins. Oh, because God is God. And I pray that I will never miss an opportunity to praise the name of the Lord. Because God has been not good to me, but God has given me a life that I never imagined. Lord has given me a life that I couldn't write about because I had not experienced it. 
So here I am today asking you to please join me in giving the Lord praise for 25 years. For 25. 25 years. 25 years. I thank you, God. 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 And I thank each of you for your contributions to my life, your contributions to the church. I have thought about this moment, Raymond, for a long time. And I've been wondering, what would I say, oh, Lord? And the Lord said, let the people know how much you love them. And let them know that you have done your best to honor God in everything that you have done here at Pleasant Grove Church. And doing my midnight hour of prayer and talking to God, the Lord said to me, it's all right. I have another plan. And Pleasant Grove is going to go further than it has under your leadership. Because God has given a... Oh, come on, you got to be happier than that, that God is saying. And I have a plan. God is saying that I have a plan. And I praise God. On Thursday, Reverend Paula gave me, as my grandmama would say, an envelope. And in the envelope, let's see. Thank you, Pastor Preston, for all you do to help me grow for preaching the word of God so I can know how to be a disciple and live like Jesus and how to follow God so he can lead me. And that's my baby seven, I tell you. He gave me two hugs already today. My sweet ballerina, Lene, thank you, Pastor, for all you do to help me grow, for preaching the word and showing me how to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and how to follow God so that he can lead me. My Lord, Braylon says, thank you, Pastor Preston, for teaching and your leadership. I am thankful for it is a loving church. Praise the Lord. And here Lydia said, thank you for your leadership and your love that you show. I hope that you have a great retirement. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Preston. My, my, my. This is from Nariah, who said to me years ago that she wants to be a pastor. And she wanted to know if I would help her understand what it means. Nariah, is that still your desire? Then God will make that happen. <laughs> Nariah said, thank you, Pastor Preston, for being awesome, an awesome pastor for a long time. I hope you enjoy your retirement. We will soon, we will miss you so much. I am thankful for Pleasant Grove Church because we can learn more about God. And I hope you have a wonderful retirement and that you and Deacon Jay will be blessed. Amen. Amen. Deacon Jay today is in Sarasota, Florida, probably on the beach. Well, he's probably washing worship right now. Pastor Preston, let's see. This is from my boyfriend, Sean. Broke up with me a couple of years ago. 
I am so thankful for Pleasant Grove, the church that does and all the work that you do. And I hope you enjoy your retirement and just know that you are loved so much. Again, thank you so much for all you do. And here I have a note. Let's see who this is. Let's see, Elon. Thank you, Pastor Preston, your teaching. I have learned lots of important lessons from you. I'm thankful for Pleasant Grove because I enjoy all that the church does for the youth and teenagers. Hallelujah. I hope you enjoy your retirement and know that you are loved. Thank you, Eli. I love you too. I tell you. Jordan Phillips, thank you, Pastor Preston, for being a great pastor, leader, and teacher. I am thankful for Pleasant Grove Church because it is a loving church, and I get to learn more about God. I hope you enjoy your retirement and know that you made a big difference in my life. Thank you again, Jordan. Hallelujah. And now let's see, I have Journey. Thank you, Pastor Preston, for being an awesome pastor. I'm thankful for Pleasant Grove Church because it is a loving church, and I enjoy all that the church does. Praise the Lord. I hope you enjoy your retirement and know that you are loved, and I hope you also know that you made a huge difference in my life. Thank you again, Journey. And now, Jasmine, thank you for Pastor Preston for your 25 years of leadership at Pleasant Grove Church. I am thankful for Pleasant Grove because of all it does for the families and the kids and the teens. And I hope you enjoy your retirement and know that you made a big difference in my life and my family's life. You will always be appreciated and loved. Thank you, Jasmine. I praise God for your wishes and I thank God for being a spiritual model as you look at the program which you should have received by now you see my grandma Lillian at the bottom looking up and grandma Lillian was the person who really taught me how to be in relationship with God she was a woman of God and being in her presence, I knew that I was in the presence of God. So I praise God for my grandma Lillian and my family. I praise God for all of you, and I thank you for all that you have done for me. The three F words, faithful, focused, and fearless. In Philippians chapter 4, Starting at verse number 10, Paul said, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. And indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. Paul said, I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty and I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What about you? Can you do all things through Christ who strengthens you? I learned a lot about God, and I finally figured out that my assignment here was really my opportunity to get to know God personally and to gain knowledge of what God expects of me and what God expects of all of us. 
There are different ways to learn, but learning is to gain knowledge or understanding of a skill by study, instruction, or experience. I am a visual learner. Others are auditory, and others use kinetics and different formats to learn. But whatever your learning style is, we should always be learning about God. And we should not become lazy when it comes to study and our time with God. I had a pastor who was awesome, and I talked with him every day, the late Reverend Dr. Langston C. Bannister, who was pastor of Third Baptist Church in Toledo, Ohio, in 1988 when I accepted my call to ministry. I thank Pastor Bannister for taking the time to teach me how to be a woman of God. And Pastor Bannister said to me that there's some things that you need to do class role because you're not going to be treated like everybody else because all men and women are not treated the same way, especially when you enter the pulpit that there are discrepancies and differences. He said to me, get clarity on your assignment. And he said, always know what you have been assigned to do. He said to stay in your own lane and don't promote yourself to a position that God has not given. Never invite myself into conversations where I do not belong. He said to me, when I am a guest speaker, do not enter any space I have not been invited into. What he said to me is, when you are invited to speak, go to the back of the church, sit down, and when it's time, Brett, for you to be received, you will be received. And I believe he said these things to me because some of us do not understand that there is protocol and there is order in the church. And some of us do not respect that we are not in charge, that God is, and we don't understand that God doesn't call eight pastors at the same time. God only calls one. And I thank God that I had a pastor who was bold enough to tell me how I should behave and carry myself. He said, cholesterol, I want you to respect protocol." If you're asked to speak or preach, take the time to investigate the environment you are entering. And if the pastor who normally preaches only preaches 35 or 40 minutes, don't go in there and preach an hour. You have to understand that there is protocol in the house of the Lord. And he said, and don't get all puffy because you do a great job, but be a woman of humility and do what God has called you to do. Make your pastor aware of invitations you receive to serve. Don't let other folk tell you where your people are and what they're doing. At least have the courtesy to say, you know, I'm going over yonder to preach on Friday. The pastor just wants you to know. Because every now and then somebody might come up to the pastor to say, did you hear about Reverend Marlin's sermon over at Zigzag? And you're going, nope, I didn't hear about it at all. He said, do not use the church to promote your personal agenda. And he said that there are people who will show up, use the resources of the church and use you as well, and never do anything in the name of Jesus. He said, do not commit the resources of the church without the pastor's blessing. 
Stop going around telling folk what we're going to do when you don't know what resources we have to do it. 50% of our volunteers disappeared after COVID. And we're still trying to function as a church when 50% of the people who contributed have quit on God. I decided not to pursue that because I really don't have time. But I am praying to God that all of us will be upset enough to investigate ourselves, to ask, are we doing the right thing by God? Just because you get old doesn't mean that you stop. And sometimes we need someone to call us out and say, come on now. He said, if I can't commit to doing my very best to climb the opportunity, if you have an opportunity to go somewhere and preach and you know you're too busy to study, don't go. People don't have time to listen to you when you have not prepared. And finally, he said, never cheat on the time that it takes for spiritual preparation. And I love my pastor Raymond. I love my pastor Brett. I love my pastor for taking the time to show me and to tell me what I could anticipate by standing in this space. Many of you have asked me, what is it like being a pastor? And I thought about that a long time, and I have several answers. It takes courage to stand up to demons, and it takes courage to be absolutely sure that you have been called to do God's work. Because being called is more than an ordination or installation service. Being called means every day, all day, I'm checking in with God to see what it is God wants me to do. And I realize that you won't understand this until you step in this space. And you realize that you have no time. That people will drop you. And you will imagine, you can't imagine what worship is like. When I go home on Sundays, I start praying about worship next week because I don't know who is going to break up with the church during the week. And when you are a church that's 95% dependent on volunteers, the only power you have is Almighty God. And the only thing you can do, the only thing you can do is call out to God. So how do you do that? You have to pray, and you have to ask God to show you who to call and what to do. And this journey is intense. It's painful. It's lonely. It's perplexing. You're always under surveillance, Helen, and everybody's always watching you and telling you that you had the wrong color pantyhose or your hair is not just right or that sermon was pretty boring. But every now and then you ought to say something that's positive like, Pastor, I got it. Or I'm glad that you called me. I, I'm a person with eight watches with no batteries. I, I don't have time to go get batteries. I have a waiting list for dinner and appointments. I know that people don't understand that I work 12 to 14 hours per day to take care of this ministry. And I'm not complaining. I'm just sharing the truth is that we need to get real about praising God and doing what God has called us to do. And I'm saying to you on this day that I chose three F words because I realized what I had to do to remain faithful to Almighty God. 
And what I learned, Don and Josh, is that only God can get you through this assignment. And that's why people need to understand that this is not a position of glamour and everybody loves you and there are a thousand people waiting to help you. It's a, a commitment to Almighty God. And you got to be willing to go all along because God calls you. And, you know, I read through several call stories in the Bible as I was getting ready today. And I realized that all of us are called, but many of us are too weak to answer. Because we don't want to do what is required to get ready for the assignment that God has called us to do. So we have excuses. Look at Moses. Moses said, well, my speech is not that great. I can identify with Moses Elliot because you know what I said to Pastor B. I said, people don't want to hear me answer the phone. You want me to get in the pulpit and preach a sermon? He said, yep, I do. But I preach it in the name of Jesus. I'm not getting up in my own strength and my own power. I'm standing on the word of God. So stop using excuses for doing nothing. And ask yourself, what can you do? If God can allow Rahab, a prostitute, to become a woman of faith, then don't you think God can lift you out of whatever you are in and cause some good to happen to you? If God can use David, an adulterous woman, a killer, to be king, and, and, and really reshape his heart, does God have the same power over you? So whatever you were is not, or whatever you are, is not good enough to say, I can do nothing for God. You need to share those excuses with someone so they can laugh at you because it doesn't make any sense to say you love the Lord, but you never show up to do anything for the Lord. I've been threatened. I'll never forget the night that we voted to come to move. It was 2003. Oh, man, it was a hot day. Pat, remember that Sunday we had people from out of state come and join the church? Remember that we, it was a day that we were voting to move, not because we just wanted to move, but we needed to move. We had 90, we had 90 seats on the floor, and three skinny people could go up to the balcony. So if you were a little heavy in the hips, you could not fit in the balcony. And so the airport said that we could only expand and we could only build the sanctuary that was seat 250, but if it was ever destroyed, we could never rebuild it again. So that night, guess what? The vote of no was 38, and the vote of yes is 43. So the church, being a congregational church, we moved on and started packing our bags. But what Pleasant Grove is, is not about Classy Preston. It's about a God that has performed miracles among us. And many of us do not realize the miracle of this church. <laughs> many of us do not realize that most people in our church don't tithe. We give a little something, something every now and then, like they say in Alabama, a little something, something. But most of us don't do the right thing, and yet God keeps blessing us over and over and over again. Sometimes I say to God, God, why do you keep blessing them and they're robbing you of everything? God says, classroom, that's not your place. 
I bless who I want to bless, how I want to bless them. Your job is to preach the truth and encourage them to do what's right. How many of you know you can do better? How many of you know you can do better? So being faithful in the midst of a storm requires validation of a calling, a vibrant prayer life. Most people will not affirm you because they have not been affirmed themselves. The church is a strange place. We're all supposed to be on solid ground, Valerie. We're all supposed to love each other, and we're all supposed to look at the gifts that we have to share and bless one another. You probably, somebody asked me when they said, why do you always call people Deacon, John, Trustee, Joe? I said, you know, I call people by their title in the church to remind them that you are here to do this. And I call myself pastor because I'm here to be the pastor. And I discovered that people get confused. And then they take on assignments that have nothing to do with them, and they cause confusion in the life of the church. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, don't, don't tell pastor about this. We'll handle this because she's real busy. And then people are mad at me because they think, Reverend Ron, that I didn't respond. I can't respond to what I don't know because somebody said they were going to handle it. What I'm saying is that the best gift you can give Pastor Perry is protocol and understanding how the church operates. And we need to get that right. If God didn't call you and you didn't answer, you need to be quiet and listen to the spirit of Almighty God. I know I'm preaching now. I know you're happy now. I know that you know you got your part right, and what I'm saying is that the look at people who do not understand how the church operates creates a mess. It creates a mess because you're elevating yourself to position that God has not ordained. And if God has not ordained you to be in that position, then the church is in trouble. And all I'm saying is that we have to function with integrity and do what God has called us to do. Let the church sing. Amen. And today, I love the story of Hannah because Hannah had an issue that nobody could fix but God. Can I get a witness? And what I love about her story is that, Danny, is that even though she didn't get what she wanted on the first trip to Shiloh, she went back again, and then she had to go back again. And some of us need to learn from Hannah, if God does not immediately answer you, you got to have enough faith to go back and talk to God again. And then the sad part for Hannah is that she had no children, and Elkanah, her husband, had slept with Penina. You know that happened in the Bible. And she had all of these children, and as they were walking to Shiloh, every year, guess what? Penina was saying, nah, 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 nah. I have his children. Nah, 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 nah. But Hannah said, I know a living God. And I know a God, Ruth, who answers prayer. And I know that God will hear me just like God heard you. And everybody knows the end of the story, right? Stop quitting before God blesses you with what you want. Stop getting tied up with other agendas, but you need to go back to Shiloh 
and pray to God so God can give you what you're asking for. And then I love Nehemiah. Because Nehemiah was straightforward. He, see, when you know your assignment, you can do it and stay in your own space, and the kingdom is blessed. But when you are out of place, you throw everything off. That would be like having me sing a solo. <laughs> Nobody would stay in here. But all I'm saying, I could get the anointing one day, and who knows? But Nehemiah Faye was surrounded by people who were always telling him what he ought to do. You ever met people like that? Girl, if I were you, I wouldn't be studying that Bible like that. If I were you, I wouldn't be doing that. I, nah, 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 nah. Nehemiah said, I am doing a good work for the Lord. You see, what happens when you do a good work for the Lord, you get high on the work you're doing for the Lord. And Nehemiah said, I can't come down. When people told me I was crazy, I said, I can't come down. This is my assignment that was given to me, and I'm going to stay here till God tells me it's time to go. Nehemiah said, I hear you, but I can't come down. So many of us need to stop listening to the Sanballats and the people around us who don't know what we should be doing, and we're all confused. We just need to get some time with God, Connie, to find out what we should be doing and be able to say, leave me alone. I can't come down. I, I got to pray tonight. I can't come down. I have other things to do. And I love Daniel. You know why? Because when you're fearless, you're dangerous. When you're fearless, you'll do, you'll shoot anybody. When you're fearless, you'll talk back. When you're fearless, you'll stand up to demons and you will say, I'm not taking that off of you. When you're fearless, but see, only the Spirit of God can give that type of security to you because if you don't, are not anchored in God, you believe anything or anybody will wipe you out. Can I get a witness? Some of us, some of us are scared of everything. I ain't scared of you. That's what Chucky used to say. I ain't scared of you. But when God's spirit is in you, what I'm saying is that you can look at the king and say, guess what, king? Yes, I'm in the lion's den. But the angel came. And the angel caused the mouth of the lion. How many of you ever been in the lion's den? How many of you don't know right now you're in the lion's den? How many of you roll right now if God doesn't send an angel, you will not leave? Oh, you're so holy, you don't even know where you are. <laughs> Daniel said, I'm not worried about the lion because I have a relationship with God. Daniel said, I'm not worried about the lion. That's what you say when you're the pastor. I'm not worried about the demons and the stray folk who have nothing to give but only complain because I know a God. I know a God. Do you know him? Do you know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Do you know the God of Pleasant Grove that has kept this church together for almost 160 years? Do you know the God who has allowed us to stand firm? Are you faithful? Are you faithful? Or do you fall apart when your check is low? Are you faithful? When you get sick and there's cancer in your body, are you faithful? 
when people disappoint you? Or you're willing to stand up for God even when life is not what you want it to be? Because today I say to you, there's nothing in the world, nothing at all that compares to a relationship with Almighty God. Nothing. 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 And I realized in closing that my assignment here was not really about me. It was about God using me to teach me that I needed to have faith and only God. I needed to have faith when the money was short. I needed to have faith when people were crazy. I needed to have faith when we had a capital campaign. I needed to have faith when the kids couldn't get a teacher for Sunday school. I needed to have faith when people didn't show up on Sunday morning. I needed to have faith to believe that God is going to show up. And God has the Holy Ghost power to change all of us and transform us. How many of you want to be transformed by God? How many of you? So on today, I say to you that I will always, 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 always love Pleasant Grove Church. And it is my prayer that we will do a greater work. And it is my prayer that those who are asleep will wake up. It is my prayer that those who are robbing God will come to their senses and realize that there is no gain in robbing God. It is my prayer that this church will always have the gift of love. It warmed my heart to hear Miss Margaret say on several occasions that of all the churches she's ever attended, that she has experienced more love right here in this sanctuary than any other place she's ever been. It makes my heart sing when I think about the pygmies during COVID. They shopped on their own gas and own money to buy food that we could give to those who were hungry. They didn't ask for a check from the church or anything, but I watched them week after week bring the canned goods in and go over here and stack them themselves to be certain that people had food. And I was just praising God for blessing us with people who love him enough to make a sacrifice. I have so many examples of how God has blessed me and this congregation. Some time ago, I noticed that Seven started giving me a little envelope. And I knew he had gotten $10 in the mail. But when I saw that he had the presence of mind to give a dollar to the church, that here he is, a child who has figured out tithing, and I got adults who are old who still can't multiply. And I'm saying that God shows you just tippets of improvement and where people are going. And God shows you when you want to quit that your work is not in vain. And God shows you that even crazy people come to church. And God shows us that there's something wrong with all of us. But the only command I got from God is to go and love my people. And I've been asking God.
as I approach this moment, Lord, did I honor your request? And the Lord said, you have honored your request. And now I am going to go and spend my mother's final days with her. I'm going to go and look in her eyes as much as I can. I've always thought my mother was pretty. But a couple of weeks ago, Gloria, I looked at her and she was beautiful. She's lost a lot of weight. She weighs less than 140 pounds. But I saw her differently. And I looked at her and I said, God, I just praise your name for the moment that I have right now. And when my sister was here with COVID and went back to Alabama, now has pneumonia and can't do for herself, I just praise God for raising her up. And I said to her, I haven't spent 30 days with you since we were children. And here I am, but I realized that God has shifted my life. And God knew that I needed to be present for people who had loved me. And I need to be present for people who need me to do for them what they cannot do for themselves. Did I want to retire? No. But the Lord helped me to see that it's a new season and that I need to step up to do what has to be done for my mother. And I won't use excuses at all. So I say to you today that I received so many letters and cards. I'm still reading them, and I will respond. One letter really caught my attention. It says, as you, Pastor Classy, as you retire from your position as senior pastor of PGC, I wanted to reach out to you to first acknowledge how with excellence you have led this house of God. While I was not at the church for your entire 25 years tenure, I can certainly attest to the leader that I have observed and have been blessed to get to know over the past five years. I truly believe you to be a woman after God's own heart, a committed pastor who has consistently modeled humility, integrity, agape love to all who cross your path. As someone who came into the church later in your tenure, it was clear to me that under your leadership, there exists a culture that to me can be best described by the Zulu expression known, Ubanti. Ubanti is often defined as a spirit of compassion and humanity for all. Translated, the Ubanti manta means I am because we are. Because we are, I am. The spirit of Ubranti emphasizes the bolstering and strengthening of interconnections within a community. As it relates to PGC under your leadership, I believe that the spirit of Ubranti recognizes the shared fundamental God, inspired beliefs, truth, principles, and values that unite all Christians. Your obedience to God's calling has blessed the body of Christ to grow individually while simultaneously moving forward together in Christ. And for this work that gave that you have done and still have yet to do from God next in your next chapter, I hope you know and I hope you will know the positive difference that you have made in the lives of so many. I also hope you know how much you are loved and appreciated. In closing, I wish you and Deacon Jay, my brother in Christ, all of life's best 
in the next season to which you have been called. And may God continue to bless and keep you both. Best regards, Brother Mark Mosley. Yubante, spirit, let's give God praise, <laughs> honor, and glory. Let's give God praise, honor, and glory. And my prayer for you is that you will remain faithful. My prayer for you is that you will, will be focused on the work that God has called you to do. And my prayer is that you will be fearless when the enemy encounters and talk back to let the enemy know that you are covered by the grace of God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or prayer report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.com.